Hey, 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 everyone. This is me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant and the host of Blah Diaries. What is Blah? It is broke, lonely, angry, and horny. And so all this week, I will be talking about dealing with your broke lonely angry and horny um and so why did i come up with these topics so a little bit about my backstory i was the woman that if you asked me how i was doing i would tell you that i was blah that i was broke that i was lonely that i was angry and i definitely was horny and so in the process of telling people this it became my life mantra I live by being broke. I live by being lonely. I live by being angry. And I didn't show angry the way normal people showed angry. I kind of self-destructed myself. So I didn't lash out at people. I wasn't the girl who was out there fighting. I was fighting myself, right? And I was taking, I was really, really not taking care of myself. And when I say not taking care of myself, I was deep into the depression. Deep into, I, and I, I, I ate, I ate. I ain't gonna sit here and lie to y'all, I ate. Um, Being horny, I have been celibate for 11 years by choice um, because I did not want to be, I didn't want to have all these men saying that they slept with me. But more than anything, I'm not just just horny for sex, but I was horny um, and still am, horny to be successful, horny to be all these great things in my life. And so today I'm gonna talk about in the process of falling in love with me. And so when I tell people this, I hope that I am able to inspire someone, to encourage somebody, but also empower you with a little bit of how hard it was for me to fall in and and how it's still a process of loving Tamara P. Brown. So what is the process? In the very beginning, um, as a little girl, I was taught to do two things. I was taught that if I was angry to hide it because I would get my ass whooped. Seriously, Sandra didn't play that showing out, breaking up her stuff, um, throwing tantrum tantrums. So no matter whatever went in, I, I, I taught myself that if I did something, I was being a bad girl, right? That was just how I was raised. And it wasn't that my mother told me that. It was told that you don't show out. Like, you don't show out on me your mother and so I internalized that and then when I wanted to be accepted and I'm still struggling I overcompensated I would go hard for people as a little girl and I'm getting a little teary-eyed because it is something that I never ever talk about I mean I talk about a lot of things but I was that little girl to make people happy I would do whatever, like I would do whatever. Like my mother would say, clean the kitchen. I'm cleaning the kitchen, I'm cleaning the bathroom because I just wanted people to like me. You know, and I wanted people to accept me for who I was. And I didn't realize that. It didn't It didn't hit me until I was in therapy, right? And I would overcompensate. I would go hard for people throughout my teenage years, throughout my adult life, and then I would be disappointed. So that disappointment, when I was angry, when I was angry, 
I would take it out on myself because I would try to figure out what did I do wrong? How did I? How, okay, I, I gave them every bit of me. And that went on from relationships with my parents, relationships with family members, um, whoever, friends. I found myself overcompensating. And I and I would and, and I I never forget it. God rest his soul. My uncle used to say, "You go hard for you go, and you try to do more for other people than you do for yourself." And sometimes that is a part of being blah. That is a part of being broke, lonely, angry, and horny, because you forget how much you neglect yourself. In the process of going hard and making people like and accept you. So in that broke, right? In that broke part, you and that's the part of being broken. Because in your mind, in order for them to like me, I got to go hella hard for them. Never ever getting it in return. Never ever. And I'm not in, let me rephrase that because people have been supportive and push me and encourage me and empower me and I would never say that people have not supported and encouraged me but there's a downside to that sometimes you the people that certain people that you go hard for don't always go hard for you like you're going for them they're not pushing and rooting for you the same way so you feel some type of way and then you become angry and then you you become lonely because you say fuck that i'm gonna tell you what i said and i know that people are like oh that language but i'm serious F that i'm not going to i'm so now i'm gonna be by myself i don't want no friends i don't want no man i don't want no penis <laughs> I don't want any of those things that hinder me in my life. I don't I don't want to I don't want to chill. I don't want to chill with people people because I don't do people cuz they didn't did me wrong. So then you pull back and then you angry and I'm speaking of myself. I've been so angry to the point where I would just internalize it. So I didn't line my room up, close my door. I, I kid you not, had 10 bags of tater chips, 10 bags of uh, two, a box of ho-hos, and that's my favorite, or cake. And I eat because I'm like, okay, I don't get it. And then I realized something. No matter what you do for people, they will never ever see it if you are neglecting your inner self if you're not you can overcompensate for people but they're not going to appreciate it so one of the lessons that i've learned is take care of yourself and i'm going to talk about physical right because i can't i can't teach you about being healthy I, I have no clue on how to be healthy well let me rephrase that i drink water and I eat my fruits and vegetables or whatever the case may be. But I'm overweight. So I can't teach you how to be healthy, uh, healthy physically. What I can teach you about is when you are broken, I can see it. I see it in a lot of people. Sometimes I've been looking at people and I'm like, she don't even know she's broken. She be like, girl, I'm so pretty. I'm so fine. Everything in my life is right. But I don't need no friends because I can't deal with haters. And I can't. And I can't. And sometimes we have to take ourselves 
And we had to, to pull ourselves away. And that meant I had to shelter myself. And if, I, if anybody has been listening to me, I took myself the past two months and I sheltered and I went to the closest person who knew me best. And I talked to my brother for hours because he is my best friend. Um, he is the person that encourages me, empowers me, but he also lets me see things in reality because I Tamara will fantasize and be like, well, maybe. And he's like, you got to see it for what it is. And I appreciate that. So why am I saying this to you guys? And I'm saying this for a number of reasons. Um, I did not expect to get emotional about this, seriously, but it's so therapeutic. Um, and that's why I love podcasting. One of the things that I learned about myself is you gotta take care of Tamara, right? Mentally, because I deal with depression. Right. So I can't sometimes when I find myself overcompensating for people, I will shut my phone my, because I don't know how to say no. Right. So I will shut my phone off for a whole entire weekend on purpose. I will purposely act like I can't answer your call. Why? Because I have to take care of me. I am a writer. I am a lot of things in my life, but I'm an author first. So I have to write. And so I used to tell people that I would get gone and not answer calls. And I'd be like, you just don't answer my calls. And I'd be like, because y'all won't let me write. Because when you overcompensate for people, you're almost 125% guaranteed to be disappointed. So let me say that again. When you overcompensate for people, you're almost 125% guaranteed to be disappointed. The people are not going to be excited about what you did because they already, because they, here's the reason. And my uncle used to tell me this because they expect you to do it. It was like, and I can share this. Um, I used to run to the store for everybody. And people would, when I was younger, and people would give me a quarter here, 50 cent here. 75 cent here to go to the store and my uncle who is who god rest his soul was the mouth but he'd be like they they jipping my baby and i would be like it's okay because I, I i'm their friend he said in business they're not your friends when you're you're overcompensating to make them happy charge them uh, i think he said two dollars every time i go to the store for them so I, I went and put that price out and later all of a sudden the lady everything that i thought that this person liked me but because i was charging her two dollars she went off you hear me she went off on me and i was like well i thought you liked me and i was so devastated but it was it was a lesson and it's happened on a repeat basis and it's why I fight so hard for women. Not about stop overcompensating yourself for that dude. Seriously. Stop overcompensating yourself for your friends. Going all the way out. Doing all these different things. Being the, even your kids. They're your kids. But if you are going above and beyond. And I'm talking about 220, 20% over what you are required to do for them. And they're only giving you 25%. You're in deficit. 
you're in a deficit of in a relationship where these people are not giving you what you deserve and that's our fault right and it is and it goes back to everything that I learned if nothing else it's not it's not their fault but it's my responsibility to recognize when I'm overcompensating from people. When I have not learned to say no, even though I'm tired, even though I'm exhausted, that if they can't appreciate you and go 120%, and I'm gonna tell you, as an author, I get disappointed on an everyday basis. Because the same people that I go and I push hard, and I'm not saying all of them, but there are some that immediately, as soon as they inbox me, Tamara, can you down? You got Kindle Unlimited? Could you download my book? And I'm like, yep. And I look, I be like, and then I I never inbox people, but I'll put a book on Facebook, and I'll be like, can y'all can y'all download my book? And I get crickets. I be left unseen. Tamara, can you do something for me? And I I be like, yes. And then I'll inbox somebody and say, can you do something for me? And I'll get crickets. And I'll and I and my favorite line is girl, your books be having cur look, girl, your books be having curses and stuff in it, and I'm a Christian. And I can't be having people see that on my page. You know, I'm I'm an educator. But I'll be like, but you but you asked me. And then you have to learn the lesson from that. Because it's not their fault that you said yes every time prior to that they told you no and you every time they inboxed you and you said yes that's your fault see in order to get out of our broke we got to deal with some shit that says it's my fault for being taken advantage of because i let the bad behavior happen over and over and over and over again it's my fault for letting them take advantage of me, for letting that dude cheat on me a hundred times and taking him back every time he did it. That's my fault. It's my fault for letting my children disrespect me and talk to me any old kind of way. That's shame on me. It's my fault for letting them think they got it like that. It's my fault for letting my friends smile in my face and talk about me behind my back. Now, now I, 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 that's all the brokenness. That's my fault. So now I'm eating that. And now not only am I mad, but now, I'm, now not only am I broke, now I came into lonely because now I'm not fucking with nobody no more. Period. 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 Because I heard all the sneak disses. People then came in my inbox and, and, and let me know that, you know, that person that said that they was your friend, they really was talking about you. And shame on you for even sticking around them because wasn't you doing all this and this and that for them? Wasn't you this and this and that? And then you have to eat that. And then you go into angry. And then you're angry at yourself. You're not even mad at them no more because you angry at you. You're angry at you for allowing yourself to do the same thing that happened time after time after time after time after time. 
That's shame on you. So you angry. And so if you want to get into um, having a relationship sexually with the guy, a new guy who may even actually have a little bit of act right in his life. You're like, mm, I ain't giving him none. I'm not even giving him my heart. I'm not giving him my time. I'm not giving him my energy. As a matter of fact, some girls, not me, I'm, as my girls would say, I'm a finesse on him. And I was like, what the hell is finesse? What, you know, finesse means you're going to perfect, right, I think. And they was like, no, I'm about to finesse him. I'm just going to, you know, play him because there ain't no another dude going to hurt me. And so after you do that and you realize that in, my, in some of my kids' case, you being finessed yourself, there's absolutely, then you're horny. You're left drained and depleted and needy and wanting something to fulfill you something to fulfill you and I can tell you that so you're gonna eat the for me I'm going straight to food I, I I know where I'm going I'm going straight to the corner of can I have a sub can I have some fried chicken can I have a lot of cake lots of cake give me some ice cream give me some cookies give me some milk and I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna cry and eat and cry and eat but the question is what has it satisfied too many of my sisters, when I say sisters, women, whether you're black, white, green, or yellow, are broke, lonely, angry, and horny. They are pretending because they got the nice cars and the nice house and the nice shoes. And, and, and then we got the ghetto queen, ghetto fabulous queens. And then we got the angry girl who wants to, who is petty Betty. We got all of these people going through all of these emotions and all of these dramas and then nothing getting resolved. Nobody's at peace. In front of people, they're at peace. In front of their they so-called friends, they're in peace. But at home, when they take off their clothes, I love that song by Mary Mary. You know, once I close the door, I take everything off. I'm just absolutely a shallow gas just breaking all over the place. And I have not fixed not one damn thing about me because I'm pretending. And I was like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not broke. That I don't need fixing. Screw that. I'm going to get fixed. I went straight to counseling. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I like being lonely. Hell no. I don't like being lonely. I don't like not having a, a like, not like knowing where, who's my friend and who's my companion. I don't like it. I, I'm sorry. It's just, it's the truth. I don't like being angry. That's not fun for me. And any woman who sits there and tell me that you like being lonely and you like being angry and like being to yourself. And I'm an introvert. I'm the introvert of the highest level. But I like companionship. I want a snuggle bunny. I want somebody, I want my dude to come up and I want him to be like Vin Rains walking around the house when my kids leave and, and they're gone and move out to walk around serving Kool-Aid butt-ass naked. I'm just telling you what I want. And he my husband, not my boyfriend, not my dude. Well, he could be my dude, but my dude as my husband, my soulmate, my partner, my best friend. That's what I want. I want to go and chill with my girls and know that regardless that if some shit is really wrong with me, they're going to tell me in my face and then behind my back, they're going to praise me. I want friendship goals. I want husband goals. 
But I can't have any of those things if I'm a hot ass mess, if I'm broke, and I'm not talking about money. If my heart is so shattered that right now the only thing that's holding my heart together is band-aids. I can't I can't get into friendships because I'm I'm skeptical of everything and everybody. And if somebody look at me wrong or if somebody tell me, well girl, I think she's talking about you, that I have to I have to suspect. I can't I can't function like that. You can't function. I can't function if I'm low, I'm angry all the time. And I'm angry at myself. And when I walk in, I'm smiling at everybody. Yeah, I love you. But when I get in this house, I'm angry and I'm a raging bull. It's not working. It's okay to be celibate because I chose to be celibate because I want my I want this kush. This cooch. My brother, he's listening, gonna be like, Kush, what? Kush? This cooch is about my husband. I don't want to give it to no boyfriend. I want to give it to somebody randomly because he said I'm cute. Husband. I mean, straight up, we working together. We a team. And even if in our fights, when it's time to take flight and when it's time to sit together, he not taking flight. We sitting together and we bonding and we, we are growing. And that takes work. I can't be ready for somebody if I'm waiting for somebody else to fix me. It's not going to happen. And so that's why I say sometimes we overcompensate because we are waiting for someone to say, I accept you. I am in love with you. I like you. I'm down with you. But if you cannot say that to yourself, then that person, what they're saying does not matter. If you can't take the scarred, ugly flaws and all and and, and love you to pieces, then him loving you means absolutely not nothing zero fifty, and I kid y'all not. It means absolutely nothing, and and it's why I'm pushing and challenging women. Start taking care of your mental health. You can't even take care of your physical until you are all together. And I'm saying this from a broke, lonely, angry, and horny girl that had who who. For years, I was waiting for my children's father to fix me. I was waiting for my friends to like me. I was waiting for my children to say, you know what, this is my mom, I'm going to be right. And none of, that, none of it happened until I started to become one with myself. So it took me, and recently, it just I'm telling you, I'm 44 years old, recently, that's when I came one with myself, when I was sitting in a room crying over something. And I mean, this person was saying, you know, I'm just saying this because I love you and I help you. And I was just saying, I'm not the person to talk tough love to. It's like I was looking at Elon Levin said, and I was like, she's she she this girl is not she you can't come at her tough. She's not ready for that yet. See, your friends have to know you. And they have to know, is she ready for tough love? Is that tough love going to send her over the edge and make her commit suicide? It's, 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 it's a level. It's a level to it. It's a level to who and what you desire to be. And it can't be on the dependence of knowing that your friend is going to fix you. Your friends ain't going to fix you. 
your mama can't even fix you. I'm speaking from experience of things I say to my children. They just look at me side-eyed crazy. The only person that's going to fix you is you. And, you, you know, and definitely God or whoever your higher power is, but you are the only person that makes the conscious decision to say, hey, I don't want to be broke no more. I'm not accepting that it's okay that I don't have no friends. That, that shit's crazy to me because it's not realistic. God gave Adam Eve. So that tells me right then and there, I wasn't meant to be alone straight from the biblical point of it. I was never, ever meant to, well, I came in this world alone and I died alone. My uncle, God rest his soul, said, no, you didn't come into this world alone. And I was like, <laughs> I remember saying it to him, God rest his soul. I said, well, I came in this world and I, alone. He said, you didn't. You came out of your mama, so you was never alone. And when you came out, the doctors was there. And, <laughs> and I was like, wow, wow. So I really didn't come into this world alone. I had to, I was greeted by somebody, by my mama, by the doctors, by a nurse. So we don't come into this world alone. I was born by myself. I'm going to die by myself. That's not always true. And we got to get out of that, that thinking that, I gotta be by myself. That is meant for me to be lonely because that means that you ain't even that I'm only at peace with myself. And if I can't build a relationship or relationships with friends, then sometimes, and let me just say this: sometimes it's not your friends who have the power problem. Sometimes it's not your husband who has the problem, or your boyfriend, or your boo thing. Sometimes the problem is within you. So then I had to check me because sometimes I got some issues. It ain't all about boo-boo. It ain't all about your badass kids. It might be just about you. It might be you that needs some fixing because if you coming in and you you ain't together, they see it. And that energy attracts energy. Negative energy attracts negative energy and positive energy. Pop. So I'm saying, guys, it ain't all about it ain't all about everybody else. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's your own insecurities. And I'll talk about that next at 8 o'clock. And I'm not going to be as long, but I have the time today to talk. And so I know that overcompensating to get love doesn't work. It ain't going to make him do right. It ain't going to make your family do right. It's not going to make people love you anymore. It's just going to make them take advantage of you more. Um, overcompensate for the number one person in your life, and that is you. I want, I want women to overcompensate for themselves. I want them to overcompensate when they say, no, I can't because I got to go to counseling and not be ashamed of it. I am bipolar. I am depressed. I am angry. I want friends. I want people to be so overcompensating that they are so busy rebuilding and repairing themselves that when God or whomever you believe in, whether it's a God, Allah, Buddha, the higher power comes into your life, that he is just gifting you over and over and over again because he sees that you're repairing and you're ready because you can't be ready, blah. I'm telling you, you can't. You can't be ready to receive. And I knew that. I knew that because it wasn't coming. And I was just saying the other day on my other uh, podcast, I was like, God, what I've been, he said, you ain't ready yet. 
Period. You ain't ready. Get it together. Call me. I'll know when you're ready. I'll call you. I'll send them. He'll be coming in there looking nice and everything. I say, is he going to bring chocolate cake? Seriously. Can you make sure when he comes, <laughs> he bring a chocolate cake and a diamond ring? And that he's smart and he got a good job. And, that, and I have a list because I know exactly what I want. And then it was funny. God said, do you know exactly what you want out of you? What do Tamara want out of you? And I'm not 100% religious. Y'all know I curse and everything. What do I want out of me? When is it that I'm going to overcompensate for myself so much that the love is overpoured? It's pouring out of my hair follicles to my toenails. And I'm not talking about the way you dress. I think that, you know, people say when you look good, you feel good. I believe that. I believe that when you do things. But I'm talking about when you overcompensating that your mental health is so good that no matter what nobody says or think or touch or even try to do to you, it just bounces off. That when somebody says, I don't want to be your friend no more, then that's just God removing me. God or Buddha or Allah removing that person from your life. And you have come with one with it and be like, okay, I'm good. That when you're with your husband and your friends, you're so busy enjoying yourself that you don't even have to work. That you're at peace with your man, your husband. And then for some people who are lesbians or whatever, their wives. That you're at peace. <laughs> I, I just want to encourage that we get out of block, that we stop. For me, it was overcompensating. And my question is to you, what is your barrier? What is your block? Is it that you fight everybody that you think is talking about you? There's some people that are so secure that they're insecure. There's some, some people that are so secure that they're insecure. There are some people who are angry for no reason. They literally, I, I had a had neighbors who woke up just arguing. They would have everything, groceries, <laughs> everything in their house, everything they possibly, and they would find a reason to argue. So I hope that this helps somebody. I hope that this helps somebody to realize that everybody's blah is different. And that I empowered, encouraged, and, and just kind of sharing my story, it helped you. Um, you can always, always follow me on Twitter at Tam Loves to Write. You can follow me on Instagram, Tam Loves to Write 39, as well as Facebook, Tam Loves to Write. And so, guys, let's take care of our blah. Seriously. Take care of your blah. And just know that. No matter what, if we uplift each other and we empower each other and we get out of our fears, because blah, broke, lonely, angry, except for horny, and I'm talking about celibacy, um, that's, that's a choice, right? Or sometimes it's forced, but for me it's a choice. But I'm talking about other things, when you're horny for success and all those other things, sometimes it's all blocked by fear. And we, we got to get out of our fear. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please share. Please, um, please, please, please share. Coming soon. I will be back tonight, and I'm going to only try to make this 10 to 15 minutes. And I'm going to talk about insecurities, 
how do we deal with our own insecurities how do we overcome them how we how i'm conquering my insecurities but maybe we can all you know connect and share so again thank you so much for listening my name is tamara brown and i want you to have a wonderful day and get out of your blog bye bye Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about insecurities and how um, sometimes our insecurities are self-inflicted. When I was a little girl, and I always go back to when I was a little girl because a lot of things, a lot of my insecurities started from there. When I was a little girl, I can recall hating to be dark skinned. And I'm not really, you know, according to my family, I'm not really dark skinned, but I'm brown skinned. But to me, I was the darkest thing ever. And I thought that being this complexion was ugly. And it was because one day I, I, w- I had to be in the eighth grade. I had this huge crush on this light-skinned guy who played the trumpet. And I kid y'all not, I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over this boy. And he, you know, I would see him, he would come down, he was from the eighth grade, he would come down because they had the seventh grade floor and the eighth grade floor, and he would come down. And I feel like, oh my God, he's like the handsome, most handsome boy I've ever seen in my life. Long story short, guys, he was not feeling me, and he kind of said to me, "I don't like, I don't date brown or dark skinned girls. I think they are the ugliest thing ever." Whoo! I went home and I cried, and from that day, I'm gonna tell you, I tried to scrub my skin with, I took baths and bleach. I'm talking about full strength bleach. I'm talking about that good bleach, not that bleach from Dollar Store back in the day. I'm talking about, I'm talking about that bleach where, Jesus, where your skin burn. Um, my uncle and my uncle, Cookie said, what the hell are you doing, girl? I said, I got to get light skin because I am not beautiful. Because in my eyes, when he said that, it set a tone. It set a tone to say that all brown skin and dark skin girls are ugly. Um. Another incident happened where it was a little girl and me and my cousin uh, Andre and Eric was playing and he was like, it was a pretty light skinned girl. And my cousin said, he said, you know, you got to look. He said, if you was light skinned, you'd be pretty. And he didn't, you know, at that time he didn't handle no good. Right. He was like, if you light skin, you pretty. Now he's a dark, dark skin. He said, as long as you're older, as long as you you dark skin or brown skin, and no boy gonna want you. And sometimes those insecure. So it, it, that set a tone, right? And so I always thought, listen, in order for me to get a good man, in order for somebody to like me, I had to be damn near white. Right, and so all those years I carried that complex. I didn't hate on white, uh, light skinned people, or hate on white people, or anything like that. And so, years and years and years, I would hear statements like, If you're not white or light skinned, you're not right. Um, and it devastated me. 
And it devastated me for a couple of reasons. I just took on that, you know, it was that they set the tone, but I believed it. And a lot of times, some of the misconceptions um, that people put in our heads, we begin to believe. We begin to say, um, yeah, that's who I am. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I can't, I'm not good enough. Um, and that, and it, it was like, it was a lifelong challenge. And so whenever I would, like, I, I'll never forget it. I was in um, the sixth grade, too, and that something happened, and somebody was like, don't go up against us. She likes game, you're never going to win. And I kid you not, I wrote an art an essay about Martin Luther King. And I just was so afraid to read this because this pretty little girl was up there and everybody in the world told me, listen, you don't qualify. If you're just straight, don't qualify. I promise you, you don't qualify. You're not going to win. And those insecurities forever in a day set a tone. And so I say this to everyone that even though people set the tone of because we're not born with insecurities for the record like I'm not born you're not born with insecurities it's just something that happens because people tell you something and you begin to believe it and when you're young and naive you accept it but sometimes even in our adult age, and even for me as an adult, I learned to accept things that people would say about me. I, I you know, for a long time, people would be like, you got too many kids. How are you going to be an author? You don't got no money. First of all, I didn't. I was in that part, a part of block. You know, um, you, you, I, I don't see how you writing this whole book. And I, I'll never forget in 19, I want to say, no, it was 2000. I wrote an entire manuscript. And I just can remember just being told that it was not going to happen. You know, I need to get a nine to five, which I did have one. But and I just I lived by that lie. And I guess with our insecurities, we have to stop living other people lies about us. We have to stop living into people telling us you're stupid. No, you're not. You know, you may learn differently, but that, that doesn't that doesn't mean you're stupid. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't grasp onto something and you can't hold on to your dreams because of your insecurity. Sometimes we also tell, and I'm telling you from experience, I told myself I can't do a lot of things. I can't do this because the, everyone says you have to have a professional. I remember a long time ago, you have to have a professional book cover. You got to spell three to $500. And I know I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't have three to $500 for three to five hundred dollars for a website I meant for a book cover so I designed my own and I began to practice and I'm the, the first the very first one I did was fat girl vigilante and I actually tried out my very very first one on a trial basis gatekeepers of secrets and I was like oh I could do this but I'm not good enough you know, I look at everybody else. They got these bold colors and, and they got all these people and they got gold lettering. And the more I kept teaching myself and the more I kept practicing, um, ever since then, I've relied on doing my own book covers. And they'll say, oh, don't do your own book covers. I think that's a ploy to make money. I think that you have to do, I know that you have to attract readers, but I think readers appreciate too 
because I've had readers say it to me. I appreciate the fact that you, you know, this is, you know, you did, you did the work. You did the work. You know, that's why people appreciated Tyler Perry, because he had to write the movie, produce the movie, direct the movie. He had to take on so many hats because at the time he didn't have the resources to or the funds to pay for to do it. So, you know, for me, for me, it definitely was about knowing that I can do something. That meant more to me than um, somebody saying, Tamara, you can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've learned to tell myself that, yes, you can, in spite of my insecurities, in spite of the fears. And believe me, I have a a lot of them. And so that's why I encourage people today that, that you have to challenge you have to challenge your insecurities. You have to face them first of all. And you have to confront it and say, you know what? I'm fat, right? And I'm a plus size, and that is a big insecurity for me. But every day I'm learning to challenge myself to step out the door and not go into hiding because of my weight if anything i'm working towards doing something about it i told y'all in my earlier one i like to eat and i i am a stress eater so that's the first thing once you know what the issue is then you try to conquer it the next thing i've learned is that there's that just because i'm plus size doesn't mean that i am not gorgeous and that means that i don't look like i don't have to look like everybody else i don't have to be light-skinned but I can love my skin and I can love the skin that I'm in. Um, that I don't have to have what other people have. And that's not to not knock a light-skinned woman. I'm just telling you my complex. Like I never uh, hated on somebody because they were fair-skinned. I, I just didn't care. I just cared about the fact that I wasn't pretty. Because that that's what it boiled down to. Oh, I'm not pretty. I, I don't feel good about myself. And so... I had to fix that and I had to fix that by going to counseling and you notice that I promote going to counseling every counselor is not for everybody but my counselor works and one of the reasons I went to counseling is I had so many insecurities and barriers about myself I had so many things holding over my head like I, I you know I just thought nobody loved me not as far as family members but I was never gonna fall in love uh, that there was something wrong with me um, my big one was I thought I was cursed that was that was I mean that was my biggest insecurity um, then it was the weight issues then it was well, why is life always going so bad so I was I was so much the victim and that was another insecurity like I'm always and I had to break all of those barriers so that I could become a better Tamara because in for me growing out of my blog is becoming better it's first of all owning up to what my mistake what owning up not only to my mistakes but my um, insecurities uh, my fears and, and challenging them and standing up and saying you know what yeah I have this insecurity about my weight yeah I have this insecurity about um, you know, uh, like having a big butt was really another insecurity. I hated that. You know, I hated the fact that I got all this attention from from guys. Because when I was in junior high school, I had that body like, you know how you see those video vixens? Yeah, that was me. In the 8th grade. <laughs> and in the ninth grade, in the 10th grade. And 
boys wanting to hit hit on your butt and and having this type of body that was an adult body that really that 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 was another issue for me i mean so all of these insecurities it set a tone about how i deal with tamara and a lot of it was i gotta hide um myself and so i think that once you confront your insecurities you can deal with yourself you can become better and you can be receptive to love you can be receptive to friendships because your insecurities are not pouring out of you and, and it does like even people think that i talk i do talk a lot i don't sit here a lot of y'all i talk a lot but a lot of times i talk a lot because i'm nervous right i talk a lot because i, I just and then i and number two i'm trying to impress people right and i'm overcompensated so i'm like oh my god i just god i hope they like me that's the tamara of blah broke lonely angry and horny um and i i just really want them to like me right and then i realize that i'm just and then i get so mad i'll come home and just have a fit because i'm here i am again overcompensating and here i am trying to impress people so i'm learning to impress me first important and then to just naturally be myself i'm goofy i like to curse I'm, i've been working on it. i went to you know curses anonymous i don't even know if that is really a group but seriously i went to curses anonymous i was like my name's tamara i like to curse people i like to curse a lot and so that's something that i gotta work on and working on my insecurities in between there and saying Tamara you don't have to be light-skinned Tamara you don't have to be 115 pounds Tamara you don't gotta look like Beyonce Janet Jackson Halle Berry see where I'm going it's a whole bunch of people but if you learn to like yourself and love the skin that you're in love your face love the things about you um, love everything from the follicles to your toenails then you, you, you'll take care of yourself differently. I believe that when you really love yourself, you take care of yourself differently and you think differently. Um, like no one has to tell you to take care of yourself because you start to just naturally do it because you, you're loving the skin that you're in. Um, and so that's my that was my night because I said 12 to 8 o'clock at night. But I want people to break away from their insecurities by first of all confronting them. So here I am, I confronted my insecurities. And I and I shared it with with the world, or at least five to six people, it doesn't matter. But I shared it. Um, I also am dealing with my insecurities because they carried on from childhood. So that's not something that you could just wash away and take a shower and be like, girl. That's it. It doesn't work that way. And we have to stop thinking that we can fix ourselves with um three you know with 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 three shakes of a tail feather and we just back to being this this full confident woman it, it takes a lot of work and i promise you it takes a lot of work to repair yourself um and I, and and that's just something that i've learned that if you're willing to put in the work that you're willing to confront yourself you're willing to say listen this i got some issues and some ish going on some real shit going on see i just want to say that because i like the way it sounds but seriously i got some real shit going on in my life and i need to fix it 
because the things that I desire, I have, I told you guys that on my wall, and I'm going to take a picture and put it on my social, is a vision for my life. And I got Tam Loves to Write and Tamara Brown. I literally have a vision, a mission, of things I got to let go of, my personal, my career, my money, because I like money, right? And then I have things that I need to, the things I need to do. So that's on my, 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 my vision for my life board. And it's huge. And I haven't taken it down and renewed it yet because I'm still in the process of working on my blog. So, guys, I want to thank you so much for listening. My name is Tamara Brown. I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant and the host of Blog Diaries. You can follow me on Twitter, Tam Loves to Write. You can follow me on Instagram, Tam Loves to Write 39. I'm on Snapchat, but I'm not really on Snapchat, meaning I rarely use it. Uh, I'm still trying to get the gist of it, but I like it. I just don't use it very often. Um, you can follow me on Pinterest, Tam Loves to Write. I get a lot of, and that's, oh, that's another story. I get a lot of follows, so I want to thank all my Pinterest followers and people who save my pins i just it makes me feel so good to know that i am getting over a hundred saves a week that's big for me and i I just really appreciate everyone who supports me on on pinterest and instagram means the world to me and i love 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 my readers and love my listeners whomever that may be Uh, it just means a lot to me because this is a dream of a girl who was scared to death of being, who was shy, um, but talked a lot um, and stuttered. Uh, so when people listen to me and I slur a word, I'm sorry, I just really have a speech impediment. I always have since the age of <laughs> forever. But when I was in school, I realized that I stuttered real bad and I needed all the help I can get. So um, thank God for Mr. Walker, Mrs. Brown. Uh, Mr. Kylie Moore, my teachers for helping me with that, and my speech teacher and and Anthony Harmon because I was messing up these schools' names, and it was I was in an organization, and I'm telling you, it was just awful. But guys, anyway, I'm just rambling right now because I want to see. Told you, overcompensating. I'm still working on that. So guys, thank you so much for listening. My name is Tamara Brown again. I am the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny. And I will see you tomorrow. And have a great day. Bye-bye.